This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckes and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Hey, El Cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, I want this week's episode to be a celebration. The Premier League is coming back. It's like mere days away. So I broke out. I think all of us have this bottle somewhere in our house, right? It's the bottle of booze that you got for Christmas, which is now roughly six months ago. And there's like three fingers left in the bottle, maybe a little left. <laughs> right. So I got out the uh, the Lagavulin uh, double Ooh. matured 16 year, poured wow. it out, special for this recording. So let's go. Let's let's get excited about FPL wow. coming back. I, I like that. I have a concentrated cold brew that I'm drinking <laughs> to make sure okay. uh, I keep my energy out throughout the podcast. Yeah. So, so your you energy is going to be up and mine's going to be down. <laughs> yeah, whatever works. It'll be in the middle, I think. Uh, so the Premier League is back, Brandon. It kicks off on Wednesday. We have two matches on Wednesday. It comes back with unlimited transfers, which we didn't know uh, in last week's podcast. And it comes back with a double game week, which we did know. So mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot going on. And it's a little bit like it, it, there's a kind of, you know, speaking of me drinking this, uh, this cold brew, uh, there's an over-caffeinated feeling right now where you're like, oh, my God, double game week, transfers, Kicks off on Wednesday, uh, but like, but they play matches like every single day. So there's going to be rotation, right? How do I deal with that? Just like a lot of, of questions. A lot of them are tricky to answer. We're going to try our best to walk through, you know, just go through the gauntlet, Brandon, you know, uh-huh. and just see and just see if we can answer everything uh, as, as well as we can, you know, to the, the you know, the, the best of our ability. Let's talk about the best strategy for Game Week 30 and beyond. And so that's really the focus. And I think um, we'll be talking a little bit about the long-term strategy here, but I think the game week 30, because it's so big, 
you know, with everyone either having a wild card or uh, doing a free hit ship or or bench boosting, et cetera. There's just so many questions about it that it really deserves a dedicated podcast. That's really where we're going with this one. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's where we are just speaking personally for a second. You know, how is your team coming along? Like on a scale of one to 10, you know, how's the tinkering going for you so far? Yeah, I, I agree. It feels like there's a lot of energy leading up to Wednesday, but I am feeling very much like the dog ate my homework. Um, I don't know what to do first. And so I've kind of <laughs> yeah. been ne- neglecting my personal team for the, for the most part. I've gone through a couple of drafts. And so my phone, like the last 10 photos in my phone right now are pictures of likely drafts that I could settle on with yep. my unlimited transfers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot where I end up is going to stem from what we discussed today because I am without a wild card. So there still has to be the decision made of will I free hit or, or or not, and then that will determine how many single game weakers versus double game weakers, and so on and so forth. And I'm I'm kind of in the same boat actually, and I, I have a team pulled up here, and I you know we, I could walk you through all the players in my squad, and you could do the same. Uh, but I think the game week kicks off in just a couple of days, and normally you and I like to mess around for like a good 20 minutes before we actually start the podcast, uh, sometimes 30. Uh, and I think that we should get right into it. Um, just you will do the quick two minutes of housekeeping, and then we're going to get right into the podcast. Yeah. So a reminder, Patreon, weekly exclusive podcasts are back. You and I have done uh, our the Kitchen Table podcast together the last two weeks, and I think the last week's Kitchen Table podcast, Patreons, was the best Kitchen Table podcast we've ever done. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would definitely, I would put that up there, I, you know, it's still, still relevant too. uh, you know, it's still, everything is still relevant. Um, and so if you want access to extra bonus podcasts, uh, if you want extra uh, access to our contest, we're giving away nine, always cheating bus team mugs in each of the next nine game weeks. And it's going to go to the high score in our Patreon league each game week. Uh, in theory, you could win it, you know, twice. I, I'm actually going to win it nine times in a row, though. So it's sort of wow. kind of lock that one up. You're yeah. going to shut out all of the always cheating <laughs> listeners. <laughs> it will be the greatest feat, your greatest ever feat, and also the worst thing you've ever done for this podcast. <laughs> but when I when I share that shot of me with nine mugs all stacked up, you know, I have to <laughs> like get those little hooks. Like your Peter you know, Jackson at the Academy Awards. <laughs> I need to get those hooks, like like they had my grandmother's house yeah, for me and all the mugs, right, right, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> so extra podcast a week. Uh, you get access to the contest, and you get access to our Slack, which has been uh, on fire the last few weeks, uh, or the last couple weeks in particular. Um, everyone's really excited, and if you want to have a really strong, serious strategy discussion, uh, or if you just want to mess around and talk about you know, food and cheese, uh, food, cheese is a kind of food. Um, you can do so <laughs> on, on the Slack. Uh, so it's uh, patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can do that. And Brandon, do you want to thank our newest patrons this week? We had a bunch, man, of I would love to welcome to the team, our new patrons at the Pookie patron level, Dave Newell at the Lord Sorloth tier. Big thanks to Elvin Torgerson, Glenn and Magnus Henrik Chell. I'm butchering those pronunciations, but I'm sensing a good Scandinavian theme there at the Lord Sorloth tier, and it feels fitting. And sound the klaxons, we have another new producer on the podcast, Paul Scanlon. Thank you so much, Paul Scanlon, for becoming the newest Always Cheating producer. Thank you, Paul, and thank you to uh, everyone else who became a Patreon supporter this week. So once again, patreon.com slash always cheating. Brandon, let's take a break, and we'll get back and get right into Game Week 30. 
All right, Brian, we're back. Game week 30. Uh, lots of different questions to discuss. We're going to break it down a little bit. We're going to talk about chips. Uh, we're going to talk about double game week strategy, and then we're going to talk about players that we're targeting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start kind of big picture and then work our way down to the actual players. So current plans to open game week 30. And, you know, as a reminder, just a couple of things, you know, for anyone who hasn't been, you know, it's sometimes, you know, when you're really active on social media or Slack or whatever, talking about this stuff, easy to remember that not everyone is like super in depth on where we are right now. So game week 30 kicks off on Wednesday. Everyone has unlimited transfers. So mm-hmm. if this, uh, you know, whether you have a wild card available to you or not, or whether you have one you still can play later, um, you can make as many transfers as you want going to game week 30. Um, and just one like sort of clarifying point, which some people asked about is, can you make all of your transfers, um, confirm all of those transfers and then play a free hit chip? Uh, and then, you know, will you revert back to the team that you like the, like the team with the transfers that you made? And the answer is no. Uh, you go back to your team in May when the game officially ended in quotation marks, yeah. uh, you cannot basically create a wildcard team and then free hit. Yeah. Um, I think a, a good way to explain this is we are currently in the game week 30 plus transfer window. The game didn't stop through May when you got to the game week 38 that no one actually played transfers you were making while the game was paused were in those different transfer windows. So at the end of May, those old transfer windows closed and you get to hold on to those transfers. But now we are in the game week 30 plus transfer window. So as you, as soon as you hit that free hit chip, it erases all of the work that you would have done since the game week 30 plus transfer window launched, which was roughly a week ago. Right. All right. So if we didn't lose everybody, that's the, that's where you are. So unlimited transfers if you want them. Uh, the, and the so, beautiful thing about the uh, <laughs> yeah. fact that it's unlimited transfers and not a wild card is that mm-hmm. you can play a chip in game yep. week 30 plus. Typically, yep. you couldn't wild card and play a chip in the same game week because wild card is a chip. Can't play two chips. No right. chip with the unlimited transfers. So that's why we're going to talk about the possibility of a free hit. Yeah. Did we lose more listeners? I know. it's There's something about the word chip that like the second I start to like drift. You know, it's like there's something about like chip strategy that just like it's like my brain can't. Like if I'm like seeing somebody talk about it on like with an Excel graph on Twitter or whatever, I'm like, OK, I get it. Uh, but audio auditorially, it's like it's, it's always hard for me to like wrap my head around. But basically my strategy for gaming 30 is I am going to use the unlimited transfers and I am going to bench boost. And my rationale is A, it's a double game week. And B, I think that given how compressed the schedule is, we're going to see a ton of rotation throughout the final nine game weeks. I think it's it could get very heavy. We've seen it in the Bundesliga already. Um, and I think with five transfers, I mean, we just don't really know what we're going to see in terms of, in terms of starters. Um, and so I think that I have the best chance of getting 15 starting players if I play it in game week 30. And so it just feels like that is the most logical decision. And then I'm able to save, you know, my free hit for later and my wild card for later as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, possibly wild card in game week 31 may do so later. Now you are considering a different strategy, a strategy that an idea that's sort of taken off in the last few days. And do you want to talk about the possible free hit approach for game week 30? 
Well, for those of who don't have a wild card, say you played your second half of the season wild card before the game paused or right when the January transfer window opened and you got that wild card. Yeah, you pulled a Brandon and you you pulled a, a Brandon move. <laughs> I uh, you you mentioned our Patreon podcast that we recorded last Wednesday and I kind of flew off the handle. I I kind of revealed how kind of gutted I was at playing my wild card at the what could be considered the worst possible moment of the season in game week 29, the game week 29 that didn't even finish because of the coronavirus. <laughs> and now I have a wild card draft that, um, you know, there are some great players in there that I will intend to keep regardless, but it just doesn't make sense now with mm-hmm. the restart happening in 30 plus. So mm-hmm. It's just um, it's just been washed away. So the free hit comes in here for people who think, okay, I can't wild card out of this double game week in 30 plus, meaning if I go all in on these double game weekers like Sheffield United defense and Jack Grealish and Arsenal players, you, you you're going to kind of be stuck with them or you have to not that you're you're stuck with them. You'll have to organically transfer them out over the course of the next nine weeks. So the free right. hit um, alleviates you of that. Here's the problem, though, which you, you and I have talked about is if you do free hit in game week 30, you're you're giving up the, the free gift of unlimited transfers Right. Uh, and then you, which you could have now regardless, and then you could play a free hit later on. So it's a balancing yeah. act of how big of a swing do you think it's going to be to free hit the perfect double game week team in game week 30 versus creating a sensible lineup with unlimited transfers and then holding your free hit for later. I am, I'd say 65% in the camp of I'm just going to save my free hit. Uh, I've been looking at fixtures and players and there are single game week players that I feel just as comfortable having as double game weekers and double game week players that I'm fine to just have in perpetuity. So I'm not feeling the biggest stress about the free hit, the stress that I'm feeling. And this is something I want to ask you, Josh, is like on a scale of one to 10, how much is this fun and how much is this stressful? Because the biggest (laughs) stress I have is, is less about my personal team. It's more about everyone else's team. So (laughs) I, you know, we are, we are deeply, deeply competitive people. And I see people across the way who they've got their wild card, which means unlimited, unlimited transfers, free hit and wild card, three Mm -hmm. fully new teams that they can have over the course of the next nine weeks. And right. I and and if I play free hit in game week 30, that means I only have one new team over the course of and then that's a that's a big advantage that I'm out. So I'm trying to take a step back and say this is not about everyone else's team. This is about my team. I'm trying to say yeah. on a scale of one to ten, how much fun am I having? Not how much is this stressing me out? Yeah. And my rationale and this is something that you and I, um, you know, have hashed a little bit. I, I, I may have possibly contributed to talking you out of the free hit for game week 30. I'm not sure if, if I did or if I just, if it was just somebody, where, where you were leaning already anyway, but I mean, my rationale is basically that, uh, a, uh, getting limited transfers is such an incredible gift, you know, that to ignore it is could, and I'm not saying it is, but it, it could speak to a lack of creativity. And I think that there's a feeling like, you know, like I'm just like some of these like free hit teams that I'm seeing, they're like loading up in like 
you know, I, like players who stink, you know, who just aren't good. And like players that I would, I wouldn't want even at a double game week, even, even twice, I wouldn't want them, you know? Uh-huh. And I think that, um, I mean, honestly, Pepe is like the kind of player that I was, I was sort of joking with our friend, uh, Adam Pritchard on, on Twitter about this. And he had Pepe in his team. And I was like, you know, does the fact that Pepe stinks not bother you at all? You know, <laughs> like, I mean, Pepe like could be a good player for Arsenal at some point, but he's not yet, you know? And, uh, I, you know, just like, like, it's just like this, this, you know, kind of gets to what FPL Mikey, um, and many others have actually asked us too, um, is, you know, are we overemphasizing this double game week, you know, is the whole thing a trap? And, and I, I really think it could be, I really think that, um, this, this is a, a this is a double game week where you, you, pro- you want to have three man city players. And beyond that, I, I honestly don't know how much you have to worry about it. I mean, maybe, you know, a Sheffield player or, or two, um, Grealish could be nice, but Grealish could, could could get you five points over over two matches as well. I mean, I don't think that he's an essential player, and I don't know. I just you know, so my, my feeling is that any time you play the free hit, it's going to be a net, you know, ten or fifteen points uh, over what you you know what your team would have looked like otherwise. And I think that's that's true in the double game week, and it's true whether you play it you know so whether you play it now or whether you play it in five weeks. Um, and so, given that there's an opportunity to play unlimited transfers and save that 15 point boost, you know, for some other point in the season, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe some point where there's like big team, like team sheet leaks that come out and you find out, Oh wow. Like three of my players aren't going to be playing in this key match on a Tuesday afternoon uh, before the game week starts. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to free hit and I'm just going to like, you know, it's like, you just kind of, you kind of lose like a a massive edge that that you can have later on. Um, And so I think there's, um, I do think that it's possible that we're overemphasizing, this double game week a little bit. And just as a reminder, the double game week, um, it's, it's Man City, Arsenal, Sheffield United, and Aston Villa um, that play twice um, in this game week. And of those two teams, and I know I'm, I feel like I've, I'm just, I, I like giving you like a second of error, Brandon, so I'm sorry, but I, I have to get this out. Um, so, and, and of those four teams, Man City is the only team that I think you really have to be loaded up on. And the other three are like all in the nice to have category. Yeah, I will just say uh, just the counterpoint to your argument against the free hit is and you right, rightly called the free hit chip uh, an edge. And will, will that edge come in handy later on? I think the compressed schedule, the nine game weeks and people have a lot of goals that they want to achieve in a short amount of time, whether they're leading or chasing in their mini leagues. Edges are points, yes, but I think to have an edge also comes with timing. And if you can leverage a perfect free hit in a, in a double game week in which some of these attacking teams like city, and I hear what you're saying about arsenal, but they do have one of the league's leading goal scorers in Aubameyang where they could go off to be able to start off this um, nine game week stretch with that big uh, leap, that big boost with that edge you're talking about. Mm-hmm. will be a huge help. It could put your opponents on their heels. And I think there is really something to be said there. Now, I I don't know that I was ever fully on board with the free hit chip just because it's kind of my personality as an FPL manager. I tend to slow play it a little more. Um, but I have come around to the idea that the free hit is a way to kind of explode out of the blocks. And I th- I think there's merit to that strategy. All right, so let's say that uh, we didn't free hit, or, or I mean, let's say that you um, just set yourself up with these unlimited transfers, and 
it was a blend of some players from uh, the double game weeks and some players from, uh, you know, some players from the single game weeks, um, you know, looking at it through that lens. And um, Luke has a question says, what three single game week players would you definitely want to have this double game week? So um, I think we actually should get to the double game week players in more depth in a second here, but just looking at the um, non double game week teams, who are some players that stand out to you? Um, because you want them for game week 30 and then you'd want them, um, you know, from then on. Um, and so if you use the limited transfers, you kind of would give yourself you know, a chance to score points in game week 30, but then it would set you up long-term as well. Yeah. First name. And I don't think anyone would argue would be Raul Jimenez, uh, currently at 8.1 mil. And he's just one of the best strikers. We talked about Wolves schedule last week and they, do genuinely have one of the best fixture runs over the next nine game weeks of any team in the Prem. They have Mm -hmm. something they're playing for to try and break into that top four. It's going to be very tough for them, but they'll play for it. So I think Jimenez is probably top of my list of single game weekers. And then the second player who is in my, my current top favorite draft would be Bruno Fernandez. Manchester United is not doubling, but there is a little caveat with Bruno. Like we saw it was clear as day before the um the stoppage happened where bruno came in and he just changed the game for manchester united what i what i'm what i can't predict is now that pogba is fit now that pogba might also be getting minutes is does that make bruno an even better fantasy asset does that make manchester united even more a shoe in to um pip chelsea for that fourth spot or yeah. does it somehow break down whatever cohesion we saw before that stoppage? So it's yeah. a tentative on Bruno. It's an interesting question. I mean, I think about Pogba. I mean, he's in some ways he's never really been on a really great Man United team, right? I mean, I guess they finished second one year under Mourinho when he was there, but you know, no, no team that you'd really be like uh, that you'd put up there with any of the all-time great Man United squads. And um, but you know, I mean, he was a pivotal player in that French that French team and uh that won the world cup i didn't feel like he was um bringing them down or anything like that you know with his with his play and uh or that he was you know too ball dominant or anything like that i think you know arguably the same thing was was true at juve as well i I don't know so i mean i think like i I, i'm sort of i'm willing to be persuaded you know i guess you know i I, part of it's like an only gunner solskjaer question too you know like is he going to be able to to bring them all together you know i don't know if he's kind of known for his tactical Brilliant. Although he's obviously done a good job of late with the squad. Um, so I, I don't see it as something that would necessarily hurt him. I think it maybe just actually will lift the whole team. Yeah. All right. So then there's, of course, the elephant in the room, which is Liverpool, which is mm-hmm. the best, most dominant team in the league. And they're sim- single game weeking. The other issue with Liverpool is they have the most expensive players uh, next to Sergio yeah. Aguero in, in the game. So how are you going to set up with Liverpool on your uh, your unlimited transfers, which yeah. is effectively a free hit? Yeah. So Liverpool are in a situation where if they win uh, this this derby match uh, that takes place this weekend, um, they clinch the league. And it's hardly even a derby because there will be no fans in the stands. Uh, so it you know it's not like we're you know, based on, and I, you know, I just keep thinking about the Bundesliga and what we saw with Bayern Munich, um, who were incredibly dominant team in, you know, before the break, um, they, they had kind of like a shaky start and then they were pretty awesome. And, 
January and February. Um, and Liverpool have just been great all season. And then they, so Bayern Munich came out and they were just destroying people in these empty stadiums. They continue, you know, they've continued to do that. I guess they like struggled a little bit this last week and still won that match though, too. So I think Liverpool are going to come out of the gate firing. And I think the fact that they can clinch the league this weekend uh, makes them even, you know, stronger um, as far as, far as, you know, mm-hmm. as far as them being successful and, and scoring goals. And so, um, you know, there is not going to be a version of my gaming 30 squad that doesn't have one of Mane and Salah mm-hmm. and or Salah in my team. I just think they could score four or five goals in that match. And I, I just want a part of it. And I like, uh, you know, give me Mane and Fleck over some combination of Pepe and Ozil or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just give me like the best player and, um, and then give me anybody else and, you know, maybe and toss in a double game. Maybe make that John McGinn, you know, if you want to be a little bit different. Um, but I am going to have a Liverpool player no matter what in my midfield. Yeah. So we've peppered some bold predictions throughout this episode, Bold predictions from our listeners and stay tuned uh, at the end of the pod for our lightning round, which is just going to be a cascade of bold predictions for the next nine weeks. But uh, first bold prediction comes from Ishan Ghosh, who says the bench boost in game week 30 is going to be a catastrophic mistake. So I don't know how much air we we need to give this prediction because... (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's a tough one. I I would go back to what I was saying about the free hit strategy of just take any edge where you can get it. And the bench boost is probably not going to be catastrophic, nor will it be wildly successful no matter when you play it. The only time a bench boost is really warranted as you got to do it. This is going to be a huge success is when you have those blockbuster double game weeks near the end of the season where you've got, you know, 10 different teams who are doubling and you wild card into it and you've got a bunch yeah. of double game weakers on your bench and then you're boosting there. That's not happening um, just with these four teams who are doubling in 30. So I think a bench boost is just kind of a nice cherry on top of whatever your score is going to be. And you'd expect the bench boost to be same in game week 30 plus as it would be in game week 37 plus. Um, I mean, sure, you know, you kind of have to map the fixtures onto the the players you have and maybe there's a better game week coming up just for the players that you have but i i don't know how i feel about this prediction yeah uh i i don't agree with it um i think that uh i mean or i i think it's as true now as like i mean it's kind of what you said which it is, it's as true now as it could be in game week 35 6 7 and 8 i mean you don't want to game uh, bench was in game week 38. I think that's a big mistake. I actually tried that a couple of years ago and it completely flopped because game week 38 is a team is a game week where people take a lot of chances and, um, or I, I take a lot of chances with their lineups because they typically don't have a lot to play for, you know, things are usually pretty settled. And so, uh, some 18 year old who's been in the squad all season usually gets a run in, um, some random player will get a hat trick off. You know, it's just like, you, don't, you just don't know what you're going to get at all. So game week 38 is off the table. Um, if you don't do it in game week 30, then you have these middle game weeks. And I just think that there's just a lot of um, worry about uh, how heavy rotation is going to be. And it's not even rotation with the top players. It's rotation with those fullbacks and the like some of the central midfielders and just like the players who are not, I don't know, at least again, going back to the Bundesliga, we have not seen heavy, heavy rotation with the top, top players, but we've seen heavy rotation with defenders 
with uh, with wingers. Like the players who run a ton are the ones who get rotated a lot. And so, um, you know, I think that that's what makes it risky is that unless you've got a team full of like like center, like you know, like you know, start every game week center backs or whatever. I just think that there's a lot of risk in playing the bench boost in any of those game weeks because you may only end up getting one or two players even play that game week. Yeah. All right, let's get back to single game week players versus double game week players. This next prediction is from Ryan Dika, who says, ignored single game week assets will run riot. Jack Grealish will blank. So let's talk about Villa a little bit. You mentioned John McGinn, and we, of course, have Jack Grealish, who is the foreign, I mean, I won't say foreign player, but he's the talismanic captain player for Villa. He's been scoring, building up to game week 30 plus. Grealish just seems like the guy to buy. But if we cast our minds back to the start of the season when John McGinn was healthy, John McGinn was actually the one that was putting up all the FPL points. So are you in your tinkers? Are you thinking of going McGinn over Grealish in any of them? Because there's like a minor cost savings. Yeah, it's just like he has like no match fitness, you know, and so like, I mean, it does he even start that first match, you know, like it probably starts one of the two. Um, it just like worries me a little bit, you know, like what? Um, like, right, because McGinn's I, I know, game, like, McGinn's yeah. game is to bomb forward. He's the guy who is sneaking around the flank uh, and getting he's his whole game is movement and being quick and being ravenous and i agree if he's not fully match fit then i think his game is he'll he'll probably still be pulling strings for villa but it's not going to be the fpl calibrated game that we saw to the at the start of the season yeah that's that's what i think too i just feel like i don't um like yeah, even if he plays, like like how good is it going to be right off the bat? And so it just it just it just like it's enough like worry that it just sort of I, I just don't really feel like taking the chance. And it's like again, it's like you know if the only reason you'd want a player is because they have a double game week, that's not it's usually reason to 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 be a little cautious of bringing them in. You know, like if if you don't really have a lot of faith in them as a player, and it's just because they play twice. That's usually not a great rationale, I think, for for having a player in your team. Um, you know, you have to feel like you kind of like because like Grealish, like we know, like we've seen Grealish dominate matches. We've seen him get you know double digit returns. Like we know that even in a match where Villa are losing, you know, five nil, like he's still going to be running around and barking at people and trying to score and create chances. And and so that to me is worth the extra million because I just feel like it's a it's a it's a sort of fixture proof commodity, you know, and that would yeah. be true even if, even if it was just one game week or, you know, or one match. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of shop window theory happening here too. A Grealish would be one of the players you'd think could get some action in the, if there is a summer transfer window. So mm-hmm. he's going to be playing for paychecks. He's going to be playing for moves. He's going to be playing for the England national team call-ups and the like. I think he'll be hungry for it. Next prediction, Shiva FPL says Villa will do good in both games. Sheffield United will concede in both. So John Fleck versus John Lundstrom. <laughs> the I think these are both really tricky teams. Outside outside of Grealish, who I feel pretty good about and will definitely be my game week 30 team. I don't know how I feel with the Villa defense. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the Sheffield United defense. I, you know, I mean, they 
I, you know, the Chevy Unit Defense is, you know, they they can sort of get you points two ways. So they're a little more appealing, you know, because they could their, their defense is pretty solid, so they could keep clean sheets of both matches, but they could also just like like they could just get assists or goals. And if you know, like Lundstrom is just not a position player, right? He's not even a defender in their system. Um, and Lundstrom was a player I wasn't even really that considering because I just I'm like worried about how much he's gonna, you know, rotate with Sander Berg. But he did score two goals. He had a brace just last week in a match with with Hull and, uh, you know, in a scrimmage or whatever they're calling them. And I think the two goals that he scored, it's like, just like, it's just a hint of enough form that I think I have to have in my team. And I think that, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, especially with five transfers, um, I think it's very safe to say that we're going to get, you know, more than a hundred minutes of John Lundstrom across these five, two five, five in-game substitutions, I think to yeah, be what did I say, more transfers? clear. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's right. I my concern with the Sheffield United defense is they have one of the shallowest squads in the league and it's less that well so that's that's good and that there will probably be less rotation with the back line at Sheffield United but they're going to be dog tired by the end of mm-hmm. this uh compressed yeah. schedule. So maybe Sheffield United defense will come good for you in game weeks 30 and 31 plus. But from that point forward, I think they're just going to be more fatigued and it's going to be harder for them to keep clean sheets. So I feel like it's just a gambit for the opening of the restart and not a long-term play that I'd be willing to go for, which then kind of makes a player like John Fleck probably more appealing for those who are not free hitting and are planning to keep a lot of these players that they bring in in 30 plus. I think, yeah, Flex appealing because he only costs $5 million. Um, and, you know, he's a double game eight player who could do something. And um, even if he doesn't, he's not destroying your, your team because he's so cheap, you know, that he's like a little more than like a fifth, like what you want from a fifth midfielder, you know, as far as price is concerned. So, yeah, uh, I, I like Flex too. I, I, you know, the I have a, like a draft of a team that I put together right now where I've got um, I've got Fleck, De Bruyne, Grealish, Mane, and Saka across the middle. Um, so let's let's move on though, Brennan, to to Man City. And we're sort of like passing over the big the big team here, right? So here's mm-hmm. some here's some bold some bold words. I'm going to run through a bunch of thoughts on Man City, and uh, they're all kind of negative. I, I don't feel quite as negative as these thoughts are. Uh, Rafa says, please don't encourage people to bring City assets in. You can never trust Guardiola. Um, Ben O says, I've been genuinely considering Marez. Then I was chatting to my brother about FPL earlier this evening. He said, I'm crazy. Marez will get two 20-minute cameos for two points. Mm-hmm. And he says, I think I might take the punt anyways. Maybe I am crazy. Uh, Prazi United says, not a single Man City big hitter. It plays more than 90 minutes or the double. I mean, more than 90 minutes. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, I, I disagree with that, Perez United. Uh that, there's a nicer way to say that, Brandon. Uh, and then Pirlo, Pirlo's <laughs> pen says uh, Laporte gets injured within 20 minutes. So I am. I guess I'm a little more bullish on Man City. I mean, let's 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 like let's leave you know Pep and his rotation mm-hmm. out of it for a minute. Man City are a really good attacking team. Uh, we have seen in the Bundesliga that these attacking teams don't stop attacking in these empty stadiums, right? It is not. It is not affecting them that much. Like the 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 talent, like the cream is still rising the crop. The cream is still rising to the top as far as talent is concerned. Um, and they play home twice in a row. And one of them is to Arsenal, who don't play a particularly good defense. And uh, one of them is home to Burnley, who 
do play pretty good defense, but are like a bunch of unathletic white guys who, <laughs> who I, I feel pretty confident the Man City can, you know, can do some pretty big damage to, uh, sure. in a, you know, in a home match. Sure. So, yeah. So what do you think about Man City? I'm more or less with you. Uh, I like Pierre Lopez's prediction that, that Laporte gets injured within 20 minutes. It's like Laporte has taken on the Vincent Company mantle of talismanic central defender who will never be fit to play an entire match and <laughs> i think that's great i think i think uh city has been crying out for that ever since company left so like the defense for city is actually where my biggest rotation concerns would be not to mention yeah. the fact that they haven't really rated uh mm-hmm. over the course of the season so i'm kind of taking a pass there i think there are plenty of other great options it's more in the attack and it's a little kind of obvious to me. Uh, the two players that stick out would be De Bruyne and Aguero, maybe even Aguero more than any of them. Um, he's just the guy. Uh, yeah, I think you know you can you can debate about rotation and and how many minutes Kuhn is going to get versus Jesus, but the fact is Aguero is going to get his minutes and. If he scores anything less than two goals in this double game week, I'll I'll eat my eat hat. hat. Yeah, wow, that's and it's a beautiful hat. I've seen it. Um, I agree, and you know, I mean, I, I you know, it's funny because we haven't even talked about it yet. It feels like such an important question, but to me, uh, Aguero is the no-brainer captain for game week thirty. I really wouldn't consider anybody else. Yeah. What do you think yeah. about that? <laughs> I sort of left it hanging there and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe he actually does disagree. Uh, I mean, De Bruyne <laughs> is, De Bruyne I think would be fine as well, but I mean, Aguero, he's going to start one of the two at least. And with five subs, he's certainly going to play in both matches. Mm-hmm. So um, you're getting a hundred minutes of Aguero at home. Yeah. That seems, that seems good to me. I think it's terrific. I mean, he's as likely as Laporte to go down within 20 minutes. It's true, but <laughs> um, yeah, true. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with Aguero, like what, where he stands with city after the season. And, you know, we took, we can talk about what um, teams are playing for. And then, you know, like I was saying with Jack Grealish, what individual players are playing for and kind of wonder, um, Aguero is kind of viewed as a, as a striker who is one of the best to ever play in the premier league, but he's kind of, he's still great, but he's kind of on the wane. So you just right. kind of wonder what's next and how his his play will sort of dictate that. All to say, I, I think that he's got every reason to come and try and shoot the lights out um, when he finally gets back onto the pitch. So yeah, I think he's great. I think Jesus is fine. I would definitely take Jesus over Mares and Sterling. Well, well, I would definitely take him over Mares at this point, just because I'd be more confident in Jesus's positioning just when he gets on the pitch. Um, yeah, Sterling, I probably have, um, there's probably better odds for him to just go off FPL wise than Jesus. However, Sterling is far too expensive for any of us at this point, given what we, uh, have seen from him this season. So he's kind of off the board. You know, I'm actually super into Jesus as a, um, as an option for gaming 30. Uh, so going Jesus and Aguero and I, you know, part of it is just because he fits into my team a little bit better. Um, I don't feel super confident having two st- like Sterling. I don't know. He probably starts both matches. Right. But I mean, it's not going to get 180 minutes, right? He's probably going to get, 
I don't know, let's give him uh, 160 minutes. Okay. That'd be a 90 minutes in one and 70 in another. Uh, that seems reasonable. Um, Jesus is probably going to get, I would think something like, let's say like 105 minutes. Um, I think that he probably plays, you know, 75 minutes in, in one match and then probably plays like 30 minutes in another. And he's, he's, he's more attacking, right? I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. is uh, hyper aggressive. He's actually a great option off the bench. He's, you know, very aggressive looking for goal right off the bat. Um, and so he's also 2 million cheaper. So is the extra 50 minutes you might get from Sterling worth 2 million? And, or, or do you think you can rep, you know, that you can like basically approximate, mm-hmm. uh, the return that you would get from Sterling with, uh, I mean, I agree with you. Mares is totally off the table for me. I don't trust him at all. I, I don't know if, you know, does he start either match? Like who knows? Um, and so for me it's, it's, you know, and I guess the only, the pitfall here would be, would Jesus possibly come off the bench twice? Uh, and if so, that would really stink, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, cause then you might be looking at like getting like 25 minutes from across two matches, which would be. Um, you know, a bit of a flop. So I, I think there, you know, it just depends on like your, it's like, there's like a risk tolerance, um, at play here a little bit, you know, like maybe I'm, am I assuming too much to think that he'll start one of these two matches? I, I mean, I don't know. I think match fitness is an odd thing because it depends on the long-term strategy. Like what's going on with the champions league. Is there going to be a tournament style endpoint that city will be involved in? If so, match fitness is going to be a thing that Pep will want for his true starting 11. If that's Aguero, right. then the more minutes he can give Aguero, the better. And that's not saying like he's going to have to play Kuhn for 90 minutes again and again and again. He's going to want to start Aguero and play him for 65, 70 minutes and then sub him off twice in a row just to yeah. continue to build up his fitness. So if Aguero is the striker and his fitness needs to build up, then I'd be a little more worried about jesus starting any one of these matches now that said you know it's you know pep's just gonna do what he's gonna do and he's um he starts jesus frequently but if you look back at the last six matches of the premier league jesus started only two whereas aguero started five there's no mystery as to who the preferred striker is right now so, you know, like, are we thinking like a little too much inside the box here with Man City? Like, are there other players we should be thinking about? I mean, uh, what about Nicolas Rodri. Otamende? Well, yeah, Rodri. I mean, what about, I mean, Otamende, right? Otamende is available for $4.9 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Decent chance that he starts both of these matches. I think um, so. Yeah. And so, I mean, a four, a, you know, sub $5 million Man City defender, even if he just started one. Uh, you know, let's say he started that Burnley match. Pretty good chance of keeping a clean sheet in that one. Yeah. Um, I think so when you get tempting. to players like Odomendi, you are in that territory of overthinking the double game week, and you just have this player because of the double game week. Take yeah. away the double game week. Do you want Odomendi? No, you don't. So why <laughs> why are you thinking of getting him just, yeah. just because? And that kind of doesn't fit for me. I mean... It, it doesn't quite fit for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's just, it's like, it turns your head a little bit, you know, like you have Otamende and then instead of having Gabriel Jesus, you have, um, Jamie Vardy, you know, let's say, right. You know, mm-hmm. similar price point, um, plays away to Watford. 
um, you know, that's, that, that's, it's just, it's, it's another way of thinking about it. I think, um, I, I do like the idea. I am certainly going to have three Man City players. I don't know which ones yet besides KDB and Aguero. I think the third one can, is a little more of a wild card. And I guess I'm just willing to take the risk. I think with give, give me two with, with Jesus, um, over one with someone like Barty, you know, mm-hmm. and like maybe it blows up, but like, you, you don't know, like, you can also overthink this stuff. Like we don't, we don't, it's not like there's like, you know, some like Rubik's cube that you're going to like figure out and suddenly it's going to like make sense. Like just, you know, if you're willing to take the risk <laughs> that Jesus may not start both matches, then he's a really good option, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if that's just more risk than you want to invite, then don't bring him in. And I think that's kind of, you know, and I guess the same could probably be said for Mares, right? Like I, I don't, I don't see him starting twice. Do you? No, I don't. I really don't. And <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I'm kind of just of the mode of get the best players. And yeah. if the best players don't have double game weeks, then so be it. Just try to get the best players, the best fixtures um, that will line up the best. And Mares is not in that conversation for me at that point. It's it's like I was saying with Otamendi, you're kind of getting cute at that point. All right, before we take a break, Brandon, Arsenal, we haven't even talked about uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I haven't talked about any of those players. So uh, FPLCG says, is Leno really a consideration? Uh, he's your boy. Obviously, you've mm-hmm. got him on your team. Uh, he says, I see a ceiling as eight points max. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have Leno, Aubameyang, Pepe, Saka. Where are you with with arsenal assets right now obamiang is in my current draft largely because of budget well i'll just say obamiang is in my current draft obamiang is one of those frustrating players as is arsenal where you just and as we saw live when they played west ham in game week 29 you just don't yeah. know which version of the player or the team is going to show up. And it could be an absolute nightmare or it could be a hat trick. I could absolutely see Aubameyang scoring in both of his fixtures in Game Week 30 plus. I could see him scoring against both City, certainly against Brighton, which, um, yeah. you know, Brighton have, have you know, not been great at defense at all in the latter stages of the season. So I'm not anti Obamiang. I think that you you made this point on the always cheating Twitter of Obamiang just kind of at the end of the day, when you look at a draft with him in, all you do is you see the things that Obamiang takes away from your team. And it's harder yeah. to see what he is bringing to the team. So it's just a lot of faith if you put Abba in there that he is going to be able to do something against Manchester city other than score two points. And what going back to what I was saying about Odomendi, it's not that far fetched to say Aubameyang scores against Brighton and he scores against city. I don't think it's crazy. No, I, I don't think it's crazy either. I, I wish one of those matches was home, um, you know, but he has been, you know, remarkably consistent forward and uh, he certainly can score anywhere. I, I don't think he's a, uh, I don't think of him as like the kind of player who just like, you know, he's not like a Lukaku type where he's just like shines and, you know, against poor competition or whatever. I think he can, you know, play well against anybody. But um, yeah, I guess I'm just not, I'm not really super enamored with Arsenal. It could be my own personal issues with Arsenal as an Arsenal supporter. But, you know, I think that in that match that we saw, I mean, if, if Eddie and 
Kitia uh, continues. I, I, I like how really struggle with with. I, I just need to learn how to pronounce it, Brian. Uh, well, it was you know if he is still playing as the forward up front, then you're basically playing with Aubameyang as an out of position, you know, winger. Like mm-hmm. he's you know he's playing one spot back basically. Um, at that point, it's 11 million for a player who's no longer playing as a forward. Does who's make playing him, one think, twos with Saka, who is yeah, you know, playing, a gifted yes. player but young and inexperienced. Saka, I like a lot on the double. I mean, just because why not? You know, four point seven million, maybe only even plays once, but at that price, it's like worth the risk. You know, why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but um, sorry, yeah, Todd I'm, I'm Cantwell, not... but uh, your ship has <laughs> sailed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, give me two of Saka versus one of Cantwell, even if it's only one of Saka. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so I think Abamyang. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like that's that sort of where we are with him is like, you know, just the question is whether you think he's going to be explosive enough mm-hmm. to justify the 11 million price tag. Um, Pepe, Ozil, Xhaka, Guendouzi, your boy. Like, do you, are you, uh, are, do any of those players appeal to you, Brandon? No, I think it's a, it's a one and a half player team right here. As far as FPL is concerned, Aubameyang being the one and Saka being the half. Anybody else is really unappealing. Leno is uh, one of those players I was mentioning where Leno made sense in my wild card going into game week 29 and bless you, Leno, you came through with that clean sheet against West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's done. Like that's over. It's a new world now. And Leno is not a goalkeeper that I want to carry for the next nine weeks. I just don't think the fixtures yeah. shine that brightly for Arsenal starting in yeah. uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I just think that's a place where you need to shave off 0.1.2.5 million with your goalkeepers. So Leno is I, 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 uh, not not to throw shade at the man, but it's not working for for him in my fantasy team. I think Leno is possibly an interesting option if you are uh, you know if you have a wild card and you can wild card out of this the squad that you put together in game week 31. You could maybe even say the same thing about someone like Socrates. Um, you know, Socrates, like maybe he just scores a header, you know, <laughs> like he's probably going to start <laughs> why not? both matches. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Why not is, is really, you know, how, how I feel about a lot of these double game week players. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of with you on Leno. Um, I, I think it may be that I actually only have Saka to be honest, uh, in my, mm-hmm. from Arsenal, my double game week squad. I just don't, I'm just not feeling this, this team that much. And I just don't know what, what do you even think you could get from them? And, the, and, you know, way to Man City, way to Brighton. Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to who's gonna start for them? Who is, like, how many goals are they going to score? Like, what are they going to look like? I just, it feels completely, and I say this as an Arsenal supporter, it was like I'm following the club, and I just feel like I don't, I just don't know what I'm getting out of them. And yeah. so, you know, spending resource, you know, spending the, my budget on their players just does not feel like a good investment to me. I will make a quick case for Leno over Saka. And this is the problem with Saka being an out-of-position midfielder in the game, is that if I could predict anything from Arsenal's double, it's maybe a clean sheet against Brighton, because Brighton's attack is pretty impotent. So you would say Leno maybe stands a better chance of getting a clean sheet than Saka does of getting attacking returns. So maybe the scales tip in favor of Leno at that point. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I think I, I just even conceded in both games, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, um, I mean, maybe, maybe a way to Brighton, uh, you know, I mean, but Brighton have a lot to play for too, you know? So I think that, um, that's not an easy match for Arsenal. I think that, you know, Brighton are, are fighting to stay up as well. So, um, yeah, two tricky ones for Arsenal, two, tr- two tricky fixtures. And I think the Amex, I mean, I don't really know. I, I guess, I mean, there's no fans there, so, but it's, it's still a way match. I, I think that's no still plastic a, flags. a little bit of a, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a factor. Um, maybe they'll have the placards up. Those are very intimidating, you know, as we've seen them. <laughs> Some sex, sex dolls up in the stands. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, uh, all right, I think we should take a break. We didn't talk about Sheffield United. So just do you have any, like, like one last runaway thought on, on Sheffield United, Brian? I mean, I think we kind of touched upon the fact that um, we think their squad's pretty shallow and – uh, they're a yeah. concern over the over the long run, maybe not in the short term. If you're just looking to play game week thirty plus, true. So, yeah. um, so we're fine. Okay, yeah, we're fine. We're covered. Right. <laughs> totally covered. <laughs> Perfect. All right, then we're taking a break. We'll get back and we're going to do some. We're going to play you guys out with some bold predictions. Hey guys, there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back. And BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. Uh, And if you need any more action, BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. So visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code blue wire for a free welcome bonus that's one word blue wire bet online your online wagering experts all right brandon here is our later on typically we do short questions this one's a little bit different these are bold predictions okay so we're going to do this true or false style all right brandon i'm going to read one and then I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm not even going to answer myself, okay? Sure. I'm going to say it to you, and then you say true or false. If you want to add 30 seconds of commentary, go ahead, okay? But this is <laughs> lightning or, or storm crash, as my daughter calls it. This is the storm crash round. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'll start things off. FPL can't says away teams will rule. True or false, Brennan? I believe that's false. Next bold prediction, FPL Llama, at least one game will be postponed. Yeah, sadly, I think that may be true. Possibly as soon as this weekend, uh, with the Norwich City uh, news uh, that that one one player was uh, mm-hmm. uh, tested positive. So, uh, yeah, I think that that one's definitely a little bit of a risk. Uh, England, um, sort of like the U.S., is not quite fully, you know, put this thing to a halt. So, um, yeah, I think I think there's a pretty good chance of that happening. You read the next oh, one. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, Mig says Pookie fires Norwich out of relegation and somehow Newcastle flops out of the Premier League before new ownership takes over and signs Coutinho to play in the championship. <laughs> I think this is true. Ab- false. <laughs> absolutely 100% true, Migs. I think yeah. uh, the great escape is on for Norwich City. Assuming Pookie is not the one who has succumbed to COVID 19. Um, this yeah. is this is spot on. The only uh, true sentence I've heard today. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right. Next bold prediction comes from Jeff Wah of Schma. Arteta to rock up to the Etihad and get one over on Pep. Everyone loves a good pupil beats the master story. I like that as an idea. I I, I think it's completely wrong. I think it's false. Uh, but wouldn't that be a fun story? I no, I think that the the master beats the pupil here. 
uh, weird, weird visual it, metaphor it, there. But really, think, really, yeah. really changes the end of a new hope, doesn't it? It does. Well, that'd be you amazing. A little bit in Empire. <laughs> I was o- just Obi Wan just kills Darth Vader. I was just scene. thinking in the last section that this this podcast has been so serious that we didn't even make a Star Wars joke, there and go. there we go. We finally got there. It's excellent. <laughs> All right, so you got the next one. Next bold prediction. Okay, yeah. Matt Gregory says, Blades to get into the Champions League. Uh, This is false. Um, It is false because, uh, as we discussed, they just don't have the legs for it, this small yet mighty team. So sorry to all you Blades fans out there. Yeah, it could be. Maybe he's talking about the Blades. Oh, one of you. the blade, maybe the blades refer to some, you know, team in the uh, Austrian league or something like that. You know, we don't, we don't know. Okay. I've got the next one. Uh, bold prediction from Doug Jones, Martial to be top scorer playing for the rest of the season. I like the boldness of it. It's a, it's a properly bold prediction. Uh, it's also a properly wrong prediction. Uh, I think that, uh, I think, I actually think that uh, we're going to see the obvious candidates really shine. And I think that, uh, Aguero, Sala, Mane, like all of the people that would be good in any circumstance are the ones who are going to be, you know, at the absolute top as well, because they're going to be playing these empty stadiums where like no one's going to be getting this kind of boost mm-hmm. uh, from their fans. And I think they're just, I think talent is going to win out. Yeah. Kind of it's, it's, it's also like going back to cats, prediction of away teams will rule like i think people are under though we've seen away teams ruling in other leagues we underestimate how how much um england are are a bunch of homers like they just love being (laughs) love being at home um metaphorically and and literally yeah norwich city stink and they beat man city 3-2 at home this season like i don't know how did that happen you know that doesn't happen without fans uh, all right, next prediction, FPL Tornado says, not so bold prediction. At some point before the end of the season, I'll wish I had been hit by a bus rather than make the transfers I made. True or false, Brandon? Mm. Easy to talk about the importance of a bus team to try and try and avoid problems that involve sort mm-hmm. of being, being laid out, put in a coma. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's true. We are all going to make transfers that don't work out that will regret. Mm. I accept this. I, I give myself yeah. up to FPL. I'm yours. Th- this cannot be the, like, this is a funky, as we said last week, a weird mutant season. And you cannot get down on yourself if you make a transfer that doesn't go well, because there's going to be a lot of risk. And at least everyone is playing twice a week and they're doing it in the middle of a global pandemic. Like weird, bad things are going to happen. And that's just, you just, you know, we're just going to roll with it and hope that, you know, hope that it all, it all works out. Um, you know, I, for one, I'm looking forward to the distraction, Brandon, even, even the pain will be a distraction that I will. <laughs> yeah, <enjoy. exactly. laughs> we're, like, we're like cutters. Um, all right. Two, <laughs> two more bold predictions. This one comes from Van Dyke's to watch out for most of the hot takes and information we've gleaned from the Bundesliga restart will prove not to apply leaving managers frustrated. That's an interesting take. Um, I, well, I guess I'm going the other way. I mean, you know, everything I've said the last few weeks in the podcast is that I, I think the Bundesliga has been really instructive and has definitely shaped the decisions that I'm making um, with an emphasis on top, like like the the most, the sort of talismanic or top talent in each squad, because I think that those are the, been the ones who've been less prone to rotation um, in the Bundesliga so far. And so they're the ones I want to focus on. Um, you know, I think, 
other things like the the home road split stuff i'm not paying so much attention to that either i think the patterns of rotation have been useful like who's getting subbed you know there's five subs in the bonus league which they don't usually have much of it really doesn't and so who has been getting these subs like you know how how have players been getting moved around what time do these subs happen you know because that's useful for clean sheets so um so i guess i'm 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 gonna say i don't agree with it but i um i think that there are certain things that will probably be you know demonstrably different uh you know than, than we've seen in the bundesliga it doesn't change the fact van dyke's to watch out for that that was a bold prediction <laughs> it was a bold prediction final prediction comes from sam danby he says erling holland signs for premier league team and finishes top scorer I mean, I'm just looking forward to all the legal machinations that make it possible when Pookie is taken out by the coronavirus and the Mm -hmm. great escape becomes on when Borussia Dortmund finishes its season in like three match weeks, right? Mm -hmm. And then Norwich makes a move on Holland. You you thought that Holland would go to United or I, I don't know. Is anyone in the Premier League actually like actually linked to Holland at the moment? But I'm here to tell you, he's actually linked yeah. the canary to the canaries. Visual suspects, probably. Yeah. It's seamless because you know, yellow kit favors yellow kit. So um, you know, we just all those Dortmund fans will just have to replace the badge. No That's problem. true. It's like a game of Cubert uh, or something, right? Or what? It's going to match those things up. Um, yeah, I, bus, or bust a move was bust a move of the game. I guess it's kind of the same thing as Cubert, right? Where you had to get the match. The wow, cameras. they're wildly different, Josh. Cubert, you've got the little <laughs> alien dude jumping all over the place. Bust a move, you're you're shooting bubbles, right? But you have to match the color, it's right? Co- yeah, it's all, it's, it's all colors. It's all color. That's what all games are, right? <laughs> that's true. That's what Call of Duty uh, is all about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's all, it's, it's, yeah, like you really, you have to start your kids in colors early, don't you? Cause it's gonna be very important for their video game playing lives uh, later on. On that note, that's the podcast. We hope that you enjoy the next nine weeks, uh, compressed into six or so, right? I think it's about six game weeks where yeah. yep. our six, six weeks of, of actual time. Uh, so not, not in some ways, not so different than, um, than it would have been otherwise, right? I mean, I guess it would have been nine weeks, um, mm-hmm. obviously. So we're going to get to um, know each yeah. other. And I'm talking to you, the listeners out there. You're going to get to know mm-hmm. us, and we're going to get to know you a lot over the yep. course of the next yep. nine game weeks. And that involves also getting you involved in our Patreon page. If you like what you hear, if you want to support the cheaters, just pay us a visit at patreon.com slash always cheating. You can see all the information about what you get in return for your support. But as we said, if you become a supporter, you can get access to our weekly ad-free Patreon podcast, our prize league. We're doing nine prizes in nine quick game weeks. You, uh, You get that through our Patreon mini league. And also access to our Slack chat forum where we've got lots of strategy talk going on. You can pepper me and Josh with uh, particular questions as you like. So, yeah, uh, yeah. patreon.com slash always cheating. Anything else you want to say about that, Josh? Or can you just go ahead and thank all of our producers? Well, I was going to say that, um, I, you know, we get um, notifications. We send a personal, you know, welcome email to everyone who becomes a new patron. And every time that we get a little ping that a new patron has joined, it it really it makes me genuinely happy like super happy every single time at any pledge level so um you know if uh if, if you're if you're able to do it or if you want to do it and we hopefully we've made it you know we make it worthwhile to become a patron um then we really appreciate it so um yeah as you said patreon.com slash always cheating 
Producer thank yous, Trevor Ingress and Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Chris Carter, Martin Savage, Frederick King, Grant saying, Chris Carter, I haven't seen all of your posts on, on Twitter. You would keep me very aware of what's happening in the world, even, even in moments when I when it's I, I've turned away because it's so intense. So thank you to you. Martin Savage, uh, Frederick King, Gransky, Travis West, Alan Creasy, Victor Forberg, Skogang, Paul Hertzig, Kaya Kirsting Lelang, Stian Niehaus, Brian T, the Big Gaffer, Bobas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Barry McGuire, Peter Bodictel, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Andy Martin, Lindsay Rostell, Anton Markop, Jazz Binning, great to see you yesterday, Jazz, Dave Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Jazz. Oh. I did. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I went to the Black Horse and had two beers outside so uh, and chatted with him for a bit. The cops uh, didn't bust n- you? No, not this time. They, yeah. Like they've, <laughs> they've given up. Like everyone just drinks outside now in New York. Uh, Nick Wright, Jim Payne. Uh, and uh, good to hear from you as well, Jim. Uh, Brian Chin, uh, Blair Jacobson, FPLmarch.com, James Conroy, Brandon B., and Paul Scanlon, our newest patron. Thank you again, for Paul, for becoming a new uh, producer patron. If you'd like to uh, find the podcast, rate, review, and subscribe, you can go do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else the podcasts are found. Uh, you can follow us on all the normal social media channels. If you want to find out where we are on social media, it's pretty easy to do so. Just go to alwayscheating.com and you can find uh, all of that information, including how to email us to ask us questions or offer us uh, gigantic uh, contracts. So let us know. <laughs> I am here for your contract. That's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> contract. I don't know what that means. So just contract. Just just send me a legal document. You know, I'm, I'm yeah, here for no, it. No, no court summons, though. Please, we would appreciate that. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's ratchet up the enthusiasm here, guys. Uh, the Premier League is back, and um, we'll be talking to our Patreon supporters on the, the midweek podcast and then we'll talk to you all next week on the regular feed and we'll just we'll have actual premier league football to talk about so that's going to be a pleasure it's gonna be awesome all right b talk to you soon bye bye Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.